0: is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: And we're back on The Blitz. Hour number 2. 713-780. ESPN's your number. 713-780- 3776. Or you can get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz. Click like. Send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is a joke. At Aaron is blitz. At degenerates nine seven five. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can also watch us on Twitch. What the hell is that tweet you just sent out? What <laughs> AJ is a joke. That's that should be your that should be your Twitter handle. Should it be? Yeah.
2: By the way, my Mac game. You yeah. Know, I was bitching not about not being on TV.
1: Yeah. Postponed. Ah. Uh... Maybe that's why it wasn't on TV. No, it maybe wasn't, you shouldn't have complained. It wasn't
2: scheduled to be on TV. Eh, maybe that damn, shouldn't. Rona, man.
1: Yeah, you know what? I hate to break it to you. You Ain't going anywhere anytime soon. It's. I mean, I. I hope this time. You would
2: think everyone on Buffalo and Central Michigan's basketball teams would be, you know, priority vaccination. Types. I mean, this we're no. talking about big-time college hoops.
1: I thought it was supposed to be NBA players that get it first. No, we've got to worry about the kids. Well, I, well, you know what? Here's a positive. The entire UH team's already had it. <laughs> so true. I'm pretty sure we're going to get the tournament time, and they're going to be fine. Uh, let's talk to TJ. Hello,
3: TJ.
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Sports is going on, man.
3: Hey, thanks for taking my call. As far as the draft, I know... A lot of people are not high on guys after Trevor Lawrence. And this year, in a nutshell, has just been a total, I guess, throw it in the trash. But some of these teams where they're drafting their record don't kind of represent where they are like the Broncos. The Broncos are a veteran away, maybe not competing because they have to deal with Kansas City, but they can compete and make a playoff spot. And I just want to know, get you guys' take. Is that free agency or trade talks of all these solid veteran QBs kind of affecting, since the draft is not kind of high priority with the quarterbacks? Well, I think some of these guys don't go?
2: I, I think there's some teams, like if I'm the Broncos or the 49ers or the Colts, I'm much more interested in an established veteran quarterback because I feel like my team is close. If I'm the Jags, the Jets, the Lions – I'm much more interested in a a young, you know, basically a, a prospect. Because if the if the Jacksonville Jaguars decided, okay, we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna take uh, D- uh, Trevor Lawrence, we're gonna tr- we're gonna trade for we're gonna trade for Deshaun Watson. I got news for you: the Jags would be picking right, maybe not first, but they'd be picking top five again next year because their roster isn't a Deshaun Watson away from being good. Trevor Lawrence isn't going to fix the Jags in one year. Like it's going to take. They're they're starting a process. The Lions realize even with Matt Stafford, we're not contenders. So let's start fresh. Let's start with someone young. They don't want to trade for a veteran. They want something. They want something young. They want to. They want to get rid of the big quarterback salary and build a team around a young guy. That's what everybody's trying to do. Unless you're close, and if you're close like the Colts are. The Colts were a playoff team this year. right? They don't want to go draft a a rookie and then hope that he works out because if he doesn't, that sets you back. They want an established commodity that can put them over the hump. I think the Broncos are a weird situation because depending on if Von Miller comes back and is still Von Miller, I agree the Broncos are are closer than they look but I don't know if Von Miller is going to come back and be Von Miller. The Broncos have a lot of questions.
1: They do but if he is and if they could get Matt Stafford. I think that's a playoff team. Uh, I really do. I, I I thought they were, I mean, they were pretty decent considering some of the crap they had. To, they had to trot out a wide receiver yeah. quarterback for a game.
2: The, Bronc- so, uh, the Broncos, I'll put another team in the same category as the Broncos. The Bears. The, the Bears are a playoff team. They were a playoff team with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles playing quarterback for them. Imagine if they had, like, you know, a good quarterback. Yeah. So are are the that's I mean, a,
1: that's another team they wouldn't trade him within the division, but you put Matt Stafford on the Bears.
2: Although I don't know, I think the Lions because the Lions may be to the point where if they get if they get a first round pick from the Bears, okay.
1: What if you got a first round pick in Mitchell?
2: I don't think the Lions would want that. Mm. Well, Mitch is out of contract. Mitch is a free agent.
1: Yeah, that's right. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they
2: didn't. They didn't uh, pick up his fifth year, so he's done. Uh, but, but I, I mean, at some point. You can't say, well, I don't want to trade him in division. It, that's almost like the Andre Johnson thing. Like, at some point, you get to a you get to a spot in the career where we've done everything we can with this guy.
1: Well, but at the point where Andre Johnson was moved on from, he couldn't play anymore. No. Matt Stafford could still play. Yeah. Matt Stafford could still go out and beat you.
2: But I, I, I would say, if I'm the Lions, I'm looking for the best haul I can get for him. And if, if the Bears happen to offer the best haul, okay. I I I, mean, I how many years does Matt Stafford have left? This isn't like trading Deshaun Watson to the Jags, where you'd have to see him for the next ten years. I mean, this is Matt Stafford's got probably three years left as, as a viable quarterback. So it's it's not the end of the world for your franchise to trade him in division. It's just, I mean, it wouldn't be their first choice, I'm sure. But
1: yeah, I I mean, it's a little different with a veteran quarterback, especially if if you're the Lions. You Sorry, right, we're going to be committed to a rebuild here. It's okay by the time. You get where you want to be. He's probably done. But uh, so a couple things people were asking for some hockey plays. I got two for you tonight. Red Wings stars under six. Golden Knights blues over six. Okay. There you go. There's your two. How do
2: you feel about uh, the, the Maple Leafs backup goalie injury? Did you think that was a dirty play? No. It's just hockey. It's
1: just hockey, man.
2: Okay, how do you feel about me having their starting goalie on my fantasy hockey
1: team? I feel pretty good about that because he's going to start every damn game like he did last year.
2: So that's the way to have it, right? Because yeah. they're they the the guy that they're talking about now
1: playing for him, he sucks, huh? Um, the 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 other backup, yeah, he's he's garbage. Uh, I forget his name, Hutchison, maybe. Yeah, he's he's he should be in the AHL. Yeah, I, 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 I. But but Freddie Anderson, they'll trot out there every game if they have to. That's what I'm talking about, Bubba. So there you go. He'll probably start five times this week. Good, and then he'll wear down at the end of the season in playoffs, like he does every year, because oh, you know that's what they probably. do. Probably, that's that's what the Maple Leafs do. But yeah, I, I, I like those two tonight, and that's about it. I mean, I, I don't mind Toronto Calgary over either. You know what? Let's go ahead and throw that one in there too. There's three for you. Okay, I, knew, I told you I'd have some plays. I, I, was, I was like that one. I was kind of on the fence on, but now I'm like, okay, let's go. Um. Yes, seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six. I was talking about the coaching thing and, and I'm I'm just gonna <sighs> oh, twice you're, on a, you're on a Roll. Roll. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna give you three names. And you're hiring a head coach. You're you're Cal McNair. It means you have to shave your beard and keep the mustache. Okay. Done. And then grow out some hair. That's mm, tougher. But and okay. drop your IQ about forty points. Easy. But here we go. I'm giving you three names. You tell me I'd rather have Leslie Frazier than this guy. Okay. Jose Brady.
3: I'd
1: I'd rather have I'd rather have Joe Brady, Matt Eberflus. I'd rather have
2: Matt Eberflus,
1: Greg Roman. That's a tough one.
2: I so just I'll just tell you in I, whether it's fair or not. My initial reaction is almost always going to be. Give me the guy who hasn't been a head coach before. Yeah, mine too. Unless mine too. the unless the head coach has had, like, some great success before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even guys like Gruden. I mean, Gruden, before, Gruden was a, a pretty successful coach before uh, this last stint in Oakland. I, I mean, you can say what you want about him, who he won the Super Bowl with, but the Raiders were very good when he was there the first time. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, John Gruden had a lot more success than failure up until the last three years, and it's starting to even things out a little bit. I think his records now, after three years in Oakland slash Vegas, his his records approaching 500 again. But
1: which which is basically what he's been since winning the Super Bowl.
2: So I I guess my my inclination is always going to be upside, like give me the guy who might be something versus a guy who I've already seen and has been average or even slightly above average. So no offense to the Leslie Frazier's, Jim Caldwell's, Marvin Lewis's, all, all those guys. That's why Eric Bieniemy interests me way more than them. You know, not just because he's involved with Kansas City right now, which is obviously interesting, but because there's the potential for greatness there. And we've seen it work with so many teams recently, with Kyle Shanahan, uh, instant dividends for the 49ers. You know, Matt uh, Matt LaFleur has been very good. Uh, Sean McVay got to a Super Bowl. McVay and Shanahan both getting to a Super Bowl that quickly. That's why you look for that stuff, because maybe you catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe you don't. Maybe they stink. Guess what? You're going to pay them less than you are a guy who's got some experience usually. And you can fire them. If it doesn't work, hell, the Bengals fire their coach every other year. It doesn't work. Okay, let's try again. Let's try again. Let's try again. I'm not opposed to that. I'd rather take a risk and try to find someone who might be great versus settle for someone who I've seen be okay.
1: And that's, I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent, but you know, most teams, a lot of teams are just going to be like, well, we want this guy because, you know, he fits the culture. He's what we're looking for. And you know, it's funny because we were talking last week about the general managers and how, Cornhole Ferry gave them five guys that nobody else hired, and when you look at a lot of the coaches that have been hired, well, the Texans never even looked at most of them. And, and I'm not saying that makes the Texans right or wrong. I'm just saying that teams look for different things and different kind of mindsets and different personalities and a lot, you know. And and that's why I think it, it's really hard when you when you look at a guy like Eric Bienamine and you say, "Wow, how does he not have a job?" I don't know what those teams were looking for. Individually, if you look at each one, maybe it made sense, the direction they went. To me, it's not going to make any sense if the Texans don't go that way. If Leslie Frazier is the best you can do, that's, I mean, your best isn't good enough. Well, here's
2: what I think. I think Leslie Frazier is a a pretty damn good defensive coordinator, and... Uh,
1: he's had mixed results, though. You go look at his career. He hasn't. He hasn't always had top five, top ten defenses. He had a couple defenses that were, if I'm not mistaken, were like bottom of the league. But so, I mean, I, I don't want that. I want somebody <laughs> who's got, you know, who's consistent. Like, give me Wink Martindale. When has Wink had a bad defense?
2: But here's Leslie Frazier's career as a as a head coach: three and three, three and thirteen, ten and six, five and ten. That's 21-32, and 32, that's good for just under a 40% win percentage. Yeah, that's not good. No, thank you. Mm.
1: All righty. We are going to take a very quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. This
4: thing is true. When I get out, I'm coming for you. Nobody does it like I do.
0: This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and
1: A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. So what do you think is going to happen with Jared Goff? Uh, They're they're talking about that now that they'll evaluate his performance. I don't know. I, I think he wanted to start the other dude. They got hurt against the Seahawks.
2: I do too, and I think that's dumb. I, I, so I don't. I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's a a, a personal issue between those two guys, or if uh, maybe, and this is entirely possible, maybe he feels like he feels like this is we're maxed out with what we can get out of this guy.
1: I I mean I I think. Goff was a product of McVay's system. Run the ball really well. Don't count on him to to carry you. And you'll look up and it, very Tannehill like, right? And run the football. Make some you know play action. Make a few passes here and there. You've got some game breakers that'll that'll make some big plays. You look up. He's got decent stats. I don't think he's a guy that you know. And he did get you to a Super Bowl doing that. But they also had and I think a lot of people forget this. you remember they went all in that year on free agents with Dominn Sue, and, and a bunch
2: and, of one-year deals, Marcus Peters yeah like Marcus
1: it. Peters and and uh, uh, Todd Gurley was at his the height of his powers before he he fell off. I mean that that their offensive line they had a bunch of guys that, on there and, and and you were able to they were a better version of the Titans is what they were, and that's why they got there uh they're not that now so you need more out of jared goff i uh and i don't think you're going to get it but if you get rid of Goff and bring in jimmy garoppolo are you helping yourself no no i mean i that's the thing i think you have to be in on matt stafford you have to be in on matt ryan and you know there's just not going to be that many of those guys available so if if we're talking about all these quarterback switches so if you get rid of jared goff teddy bridgewater much better are you with Teddy Bridgewater? You're not. I mean, that's that's what I think you're looking at with most of these. That's why I don't think you'll see nearly as many of those. But are switches. you better with
2: Matt Stafford than you are with. Uh... Yeah, but how
1: many teams are going to get Matt Stafford? That, that's well, my I'm point. Th- I'm
2: talking about the Rams in general. Well,
1: yeah, and I mentioned that. Yeah, if you can get Matt Stafford, great, you're better. But how many? I mean, you're only going to. Only one team's going to get him. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, and, if I mean, if the Rams get Carson Wentz, are they better?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't either.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think. Listen, I think Goff is right around an average NFL quarterback, to be honest. So it, it feels to me like they've gotten a lot out of him. Maybe they feel like they've reached their ceiling with him and they want to do better, which I can't fault them if that's, if that's the thought process is, listen, this guy can get us so far, but we've got to have better quarterback play before we can take the next step. Then you understand it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and I get that. My point is, it that doesn't mean that there's better quarterback play out there. It does not that you're going to be able to get, and uh, and that's and that also goes back to why if the Texans do trade Deshaun Watson, why I'm I'm wanting, uh, I'm I'm wanting half a roster and half and you know, all your draft picks. Yeah, because you know if you want that guy, you're talking about paying a ridiculous price. So seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Somebody has puck line value at plus one sixty nine for Vegas at home. Don't mind that either. And you know somebody said the uh, juice is too high on Dallas now. That's my fault, guys. I'm, I made the bet earlier in the day. It was uh, it was definitely. I, I I my bookie does change the hockey odds after I bet the overs. I think they've caught on to me. Um, infielder Marcus Simeon in agreement with the Toronto Blue Jays on a one-year, eighteen million dollar contract. And Dustin says, "Breaking Padres and Jays in the 2021 World Series. Still don't think the Jays pitching's good enough. I don't either. And you still got to deal with the what is that uh, that other team in the National League? I forget who they are. Oh yeah, the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not going nowhere. Uh, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. I have a I have a, an interesting stat for you on Patrick Mahomes. If you like to hear it, um, uh, we know the guy's been good, right?" You know what his record is in the last twenty six games that he started? I don't. Twenty five and one. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, because <laughs> he didn't start the the last game, obviously. Uh, but then twenty five and one. He's only third quarterback in NFL history, Tom Brady and Jim McMahon to do that, and they win this. It, it may be a while before he starts a game and loses. So,
2: did you see this uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame announcement? No. Zero players will be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2021. Really? Zero candidates made the, uh, they, wow. none of them made the vote. Well, Kurt Schilling came up at 71.1%. He's, he's not a Hall of Fame. 16 uh, votes shy. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, both in the 60s.
1: So, I don't think it's going to happen for them now at this point. So,
2: well, they, I think they've only got one more year. This is the last, the, the, next year is their last year.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Those guys should be in. They're the best
2: players. Like, they're, the best player, uh, they're the best players of the steroid era. Like, Stop pretending like nobody else did steroids. I was talking to Joel Blank today, and I said, is there anyone who played in that era who you would bet your kid's life didn't do steroids? And he said, I still, I still lean to Ken Griffey Jr. And I said, not me. No. I, I don't trust him. No. Nope. I, and, and I still, I, I, remember, I remember it vividly that when Bonds was breaking the home run record and everybody was so pissed about it because everyone assumed he was a roid head, they were saying, it's okay. The great steroid free hope is still Alex Rodriguez. He can still do it. That and was then, the like, one, yeah. And then it's like, oh, what? He did it too? They all did it. All of them. I, and there'll be people who say, Derek Jeter never did it.
1: Yeah, how, how old? I was, don't trust that. No, how old was Derek Jeter when he retired? And I mean, that's the other thing too it's, it's longevity. Yes. Craig Biggio never did it. Come on, boys. Uh, yeah. On. Yeah. Y'all think that that Ken
2: Caminetti and, and Jeff Bagwell were over there roiding up and and Craig was like, no, not me, guys. I'm a clean cut. I don't wear batting gloves. I'm, I'm, I'm a real ball player. Come on. You guys should dispose of this in this hypodermic needle box, yeah. not the trash cans. Like, That's not safe. If you believe there was some player that you would bet your life didn't do steroids that played in that era – you're probably going to be dead. It, it was just it was so widespread that I don't think anyone is above reproach on it. So if that's the case, put Barry Bonds in who was hitting the most home runs off of a bunch of roided up pitchers. Put Roger Clemens in who was striking out a bunch of roided up hitters. Like they were the best guys. Stop pretending like it like it's it's some big deal. Everyone was doing it.
1: Just fans says Kurt this Schilling's, has been my rant. Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer. Fred can't knock the dude. He was a beast. He wasn't a Hall of Famer in Kurt my Kurt Schilling's
2: mind. not a Hall of Famer if Roger Clemens isn't a Hall no. of Famer.
1: Because A. He was very good. But uh, And again, my Hall of Fame has a lot fewer people in it. Like I, It doesn't bother me that nobody got in except for the fact that you don't have Bonds and Clemens in there. Yeah.
2: And it, it, you can't tell me that, Roger, or that Kurt Schilling is on the level of Roger Clemens B, you can't tell me, one hundred percent. Kurt Schilling never dabbled in steroids. Oh, I'm sure he did.
1: Uh, all right. So the inter- big
2: thing is now, the Kurt. They, they think people think Kurt Schilling isn't getting in because he's a trumper, and because he's like, yeah, you no, know, it's not that I, I don't think has anything. To do, I don't think. I think Kurt Schilling's a borderline Hall of Famer. That's what it boils down to. And uh, he'll, will he eventually get in? Probably. But is it a shame if he gets in and Roger Clemens doesn't? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, someone somewhere would have brought Griffey's name up by now. Never once has his name been linked from Austin. Uh, Austin, a lot of these guys did it on their own, man. Of course his name's not going to come up. If, and here's if, the other, if you're going to Mexico to buy your steroids, which most of them were doing, they're not going to know you're Ken Griffey Jr.
2: And let's do this. Like, If you want to keep guys like Sammy Sosa out, who's got failed drug tests, okay, I, I get. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, it's literally their word versus drug dealer's words so yeah <laughs> let, let's let's not act like like it's i mean do do I think Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds did steroids? Yes. Is there any proof that they did? Not really. Not really. Because they didn't fail a test when it was illegal to do steroids in major league baseball. So let's majorly the it's such holier than now garbage.
1: Yeah, it's like, how dare you besmirch Biggio with no proof at all? Uh, the
2: same way you besmirch Barry Bonds with yeah. no proof at all. Yeah. Well, he was in the Mitchell report. Well, what's the Mitchell report? Like, how did they decide who gets named? Well, what? Do you think only one drug dealer was supplying drugs for these guys? Or do you think maybe, maybe all the guys on that, There maybe there's a whole other list from a drug dealer that Mitchell never found out about. How about that?
1: Yeah, and it wasn't just baseballs, was Olympians, it was all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, and I'm, I'm not going to get into what I've been told, but we tried to investigate all those Astros. And, and we, did have, we did have enough to go with. We didn't have enough to print.
2: My Hall of Fame ballot this year would have been Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Gary Sheffield. You know why? Because Gary Sheffield was the most terrifying human ever when he was holding a baseball bat and he hit the ball a country mile. So he's in, in my book. Did he do steroids? You're damn right. Was he still a terrifying animal with a with a baseball bat in his hand? 100%. Can I just throw
1: one more thing in there? You got another guy? No. Oh, good. No. Uh, I was just going to say that for most of those guys' careers while they were using, baseball didn't ban steroids. Yeah. So how on earth can you keep him out? This is the other
2: thing. when you When you look at Barry Bonds got 61.8%. Roger Clemens got 61.6%. Scott Rowland got 53%. Like Scott Rowland, who's like a, a flea on Barry Bonds' sack, got 53%, and Bonds got 62 Stop it.
1: And guys, a, a guy's head getting bigger is not proof. It's proof. Stop. Stop. Uh,
2: like I said, Barry Bonds probably did do steroids. He did. Uh, just like probably everyone else did.
1: All right. Quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97. 592.
0: Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Behold the king.
3: King of Kings. your
0: This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios,
1: here's Fred
0: Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
1: And we are back on The Blitz, and you know what that music means. It's time for the legendary Jerome Solomon. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jerome Solomon. You can hear him. Here on Sunday mornings, you can see him on TV. You can read his uh, missives in the Houston Chronicle.
4: What's going on, Jerome? What's well, up, man? I, I, AJ's fired up about this Hall of Fame madness. It's just—it's just absurd. It, I, it really is. Like, I, I can't argue with a word.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're letting guys like like Tim Raines gets in, and then you're like, ah, but uh, not Barry Bonds. Like, it's just absurd. It really it, is. It,
4: it really, you really did land it with the, uh, the last, very last point you made of that Clemens and Bonds are just slightly ahead of Scott Rowland. Isn't that and, absurd? I, 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 Scott Rowland, hey, I, hey, Scott Rowland was I a be, great defensive player. I hate to besmirch Scott Rowland, but if you're Scott Rowland's brother, cousin, uncle, son, daughter, whatever, and you're sitting somewhere and you're like, hey, my, cousin, un- uncle, brother, dad, whatever, is Scott Rowland, baseball player. The person sitting next to you at the bar is like, who? <laughs> I mean, that's, if you're one of those and you're like, oh, my uncle is Barry but Oh, my uncle is Roger Clemens. yeah ooh, you, oh You're my. Scott Rowland. They're like, uh, I don't know. Like, no, he played for the so-and-so and the such-and-such. Is he a football player? <laughs> no one... Forget the... It's overused, but it, I think it it does mean something on some level. The the that phrase about can you tell the story of the sport without you can tell the story of every game ever played in baseball without mentioning Skyro. <laughs> I mean,
2: here's another great example. Uh, Roger Clemens got 247 votes this this year. Mm-hmm. That's only 50 more than Omar Vizquel got. <sighs> Omar Vizquel, who's like a career slap-hitting defensive shortstop, got 50 less votes than probably the greatest pitcher who's ever played.
4: And I I get it. It it can be infuriating. I know it gets you riled up when you look that deep into it. I'm I'm more into the, the silliness of the silliness. Barry Bonds got 248. Roger Clemens got 247.
2: Yeah, one guy the was one like yeah. Barry's yeah. in, but not <laughs> Roger.
4: Give me a break. Yeah. Like well, who's that guy? Uh, and it <laughs> like, bo- really? It bothers
1: me that Roy Halliday's in and Clemens isn't and all he's in for is he couldn't fly a plane. Oh, yeah. come on. That's yeah, true. That's true. Okay. He wouldn't be in if he were alive.
2: <laughs> and, and now like the big thing is yeah. Kurt Schilling's not getting in because of his
4: politics.
2: Like this is year nine of Kurt Schilling's eligibility.
4: The politics hadn't showed up <laughs> till much later. It is. This is
2: and and Kurt Schilling. Yeah. At least he's. I mean, he can play relative yeah. to Aubrey Huff. Like Aubrey Huff wouldn't get in because he's just a terrible person at this point. Right. But and Aubrey Huff was also not nearly a good enough baseball player to be in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling. I make a case. I, make a I, case. I, he wouldn't
1: make mine, but you can make a case. I'll, I'll,
2: yeah. My, my only sorry. case is if, if Roger Clemens isn't in, please don't put Curt Schilling in. Yeah. If Barry yeah. Bonds isn't in, please don't put Tim Rock Reigns in or Harold Baines. Like, yeah. Let's Shil- just put Schilling is,
4: legitim- is legitimately arguable. I, and like I say again, I'm, I'm with the absurdities of some of it, and I'm, Andy Pettit is not a Hall of Famer in my mind on, on any level. But there are a whole bunch of people think he is because he pitched for the Yankees. And they, they've written about it and talked about it. it. It does jump out to me that he got 13 fewer votes than Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Who I, I was like, okay. Cause I, I, thought, I thought I'd actually be at some point, and I'm sure it will be five years from now, I'm going be writing, oh, stop with the independent thing because we, you know, if you're not going to let you know, users in, he's a user an admitted lying, you know, abusive user in many ways on that sense. And and I don't think he's a great pitcher. He, well, the one thing I'll, he can I'll say for Andy Pettit. Me, but he's not the greatest.
2: It, yeah. for, in Andy Pettit's defense, I, I think he, like, holds the all-time postseason
4: wins uh, record. That's huge. That, that, that's huge. But, I mean, but part of that comes with playing He had a lot of chances. Games, playing more games, playing with the Yankees, playing in the era that he played in with all the wild cards, et cetera, et cetera but he was clutch yeah I, he, the, he was a guy those, those, in the postseason. Yeah, every postseason game he played in was just as clutch as any pitcher you know any game that sandy koufax was and, in and i'm with it you was critical
2: I, yeah. andy pettit's not a hall of famer in my mind you know who was right behind him in the voting mark burley <laughs> <Whoa>.
4: <laughs> <What? Whoa. laughs> uh, me, was his whole family voting i get.
2: here's some other names that received votes Aramis Ramirez got votes for the Hall of Fame. Latroy, LaTroy
4: Hawkins. Hawkins? <laughs> what? I mean, like, that's crazy. I, I just,
2: I, do, I don't get I, the, no, the logic. You so get
4: Latroy Hawkins got votes, How? How's he even on the list? Or, or did they just automatically? Dude, Nick five Swisher years out, was on, on, the on the list.
2: list. Oh Nick's, my god. Shane Victorino was on the list. So they put everybody on the list. And I've never heard
4: of Dan Heron. But 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 <laughs> why did why did they get on the list with zero votes?
2: Like. Well, that's because it was their first year on the ballot. That just means they won't be back so, next year. So every
4: player who's ever played, <laughs> five years later, they they automatically get on. No, the, I, I, don't, I, I guess don't know. Somehow I they
1: decide he, like who's a finalist. Well, yeah, you have to have like, a certain amount of, uh, of service time or something like that. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, and listen, listen to me. I trust me. I'm this going to sound like I'm you know self serving and patting myself on the back, but I intentionally stopped being a member of the uh, baseball writers association so that I wouldn't be eligible to vote for the hall of fame. Why? Um, We need you. Yeah. No, 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 no. My point is I I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't be voting for the baseball hall of fame. I don't, I, I've never covered the league. I've written about it as a columnist, but I, I wasn't a beat writer. I'm, you know, I, I just felt I was getting close to it. And I was like, Man, they're gonna freaking give me a vote in two years, and I'm gonna spend two weeks studying all of these players incessantly. I mean, like, Jerome, I it, take it too seriously. You not know have to. Mean? You don't
2: have to be a beat writer. Like some of these, I, I, I'm I not a beat writer, but sometimes oh. it's just
4: common sense. You watch some games, you know who's great and you know who's not. I, 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 I agree. Oh, trust me, I would have done the work to get it done, and I would, I would not have been ashamed of my vote. But I would have had to put so much work into it. You well, know, and like,
1: and I would, and, love that,
4: and that's, that's just me. I, it, 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 the chronicles stopped us from voting for like the Heisman and other stuff. Man, you know how much time I spent on the Heisman because I took it seriously. But I watched college games incessantly and all ball over. And quite often, I didn't vote for the winner. But I, I put into it. and I was like, this baseball Hall of Fame thing. If I get this vote, I'm going to waste freaking um, three weeks of my life. But you, you <laughs> know what? this foolishness um, for one lousy vote
1: and and i essentially did the same thing because when i left i was one year away from having a hall of fame vote and mm. so I, I left the baseball writers for the same reason because i didn't think i should be the guy making those decisions yeah. and, and I, res- I respect you on that but in retrospect when i see what these old school uh, uh, i'll be nice what some of these old-school baseball writers are doing, I think you do need a different perspective. Or just, or just
4: people that don't have, don't have more of a, a right to a vote than I. I. I get you. I'm, I'm not arguing that I didn't have a right to. I just told myself, No. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I'd, I'd rather stand back and criticize. Well, I, and I,
1: I would too. And <laughs> well, but in retrospect, yeah. I'd rather have you and me voting on this thing than, uh, oh, yeah, than some do, of these ninety-year-olds. I'm
0: not putting a steroid
1: That's
2: very true. That well, Barry Bonds sure true. wasn't nice to the beat writers. And it's what was, the,
4: what was the thing from last? I don't remember the number, but uh, it comes up regularly. I uh, guess when Hank Aaron passed away, and what he had, what it was like nine or ten people didn't vote for him to get in, like. Ooh, how? <laughs> how do you not vote for Hank Aaron? I to he beating be
1: record? He cheated. He had hundred and sixty-two games Crazy!
4: <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just incredible. But that's that's the world in which we live. man. hey, uh, I, I I I know you like to just jump around, but I I did something on Sunday's uh, show on uh, Houston Sports Show Sunday morning that I think I'm going to make a regular uh uh bit, well not even a bit, but part of the show of because my young co-host knows so little about what's happened in the world. And I'm not slamming them. It's more like people are always like, man, the sports world is crazy. And athletes and coaches and GMs are doing things they've never done before. I'm like, no, I don't think you people understand how wild and crazy the sports world used to be as compared to (laughs) it is now. And and even even like an AJ, like some of the stuff you go like, what happened? But Fred, uh, the one – story that caught them the most the other uh on Sunday was the Fran blindberry who's a lead house of Chronicle like my position, having lunch with the Houston Ordles Oilers general manager, and they got into a fight. Lad Herzig. Where the dude put Lad Herzig punched him twice, drew blood. Yep. The bill was thirteen hundred and sixty six dollars. Uh that was Tony's. before they that had, was
1: before the tip because I saw the final one. <laughs>
4: Six six bottles of champagne, several ounces of caviar, and and they get into a fist fight. And when Daryl Morey was the Rockets GM, we went to lunch eh, about once a month or so, hanging out. And I I was, I was texting him. I was like, "Dude, why did we have one of these kind of lunches, but well, we get to a big fight and?" It, you know, you know how huge I would be around the world. if i beat beat Daraboree's butt because I, I we if he hit me, we'd be fighting. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it, it, can you imagine a general manager punching a reporter today? How crazy uh, the internet was actu- actually.
1: That? And I, I know we're, we're a little over here, but now that you brought this up, since I I was kind of a I was there at the time and, and sort of knew it. Mm-hmm. Fran was the kind of guy who liked to stir bleep up, oh, and, oh, and no Herzig, <laughs> Herzig was a guy who, if you recall basically messed up a wedding reception in buffalo by uh, going out if, if a
4: gm did that today yeah. he would be all he, over yeah. the place
1: uh, but he, he did moon that moon the place and and uh, and he was he was kind of a he was a kind of a hole himself and i mean i wasn't surprised at all to hear that that they went to lunch to ostensibly try to work out things about what Fran had written about him? <laughs> to, to,
4: to clear the air. Yeah, and, 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 the and you know
1: Fran. Fran was probably sitting there going, wow, <laughs> How about that wedding reception? Can you punch him? The, you punch the, him? The, yeah.
4: The, the only reason it came up was because Fran. I I talked to Fran several times in the last couple of weeks doing a, a tribute to David Barrett who's retiring and that reminded me, i like, oh yeah, Fran, Fran had some issues with, with some people, but still a GM punching a reporter. Think about how the world would respond to that today, you know, at a restaurant in the middle of the day. And and it's funny because are both drunk. uh, Well, yeah. And
1: (laughs) and basically Herzog was just trying to get drunk enough to get the balls up to punch him. That was basically what it was.
4: But but the funny thing was they had six bottles of champagne and Fran said he had about four glasses. Like, yeah. Mm, Okay. mm, (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: You know what? Uh, No, I'm sorry. Not buying that one. (laughs) Man, I could. I, I I wish I could just tell you Fran Blindberry stories all day here because there's a bunch of good ones. This, this is not even
4: the best one. <laughs> that, yeah, unfortunately, none of those can go on
1: the air. But uh, oh well.
4: So that one stood out to me. It is just funny. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna have to go back and find some of the great stories of what happened in sports, even just locally here. That we we just we're in a different world. That's way. I, I was gonna say way better. The better. It's just way, it's milder than it used oh, to be. It's he, not nearly the wild, wild west like people think it is. You, well, know?
1: you know who can tell you every story that ever happened in Houston
4: is Barry Warner. Oh, uh, because uh, Barry was in the middle oh, Barry, Yeah, so. Barry's got a few of his own too, so he, yeah. He, yeah, I think he'd been choked. Was, uh, did uh, did El Betay throw him in a ice bath once? Yeah. <laughs> I heard
2: uh, Sam Houston once suplexed Barry Warner into <laughs> Buffalo Bayou. <laughs>
4: Hey, hey! here's a good one, AJ. Think, Imagine this one. You probably hadn't heard this one. Imagine an owner jumping on top of a reporter, a columnist, and fighting him, and the lead commissioner and two other owners pulling him off of the guy in the middle of the fight. Bud Adams fighting the lead columnist or sports editor of the Houston Post, Al Davis, who... He didn't own the Raiders then. He was the AFL commissioner, just been named it five minutes earlier. And Ralph Wilson, the, you know, who later guy who owned the, own the bills. bills, pulling pulling Bud Adams off the guy because they're fighting on the floor. So can you weird. imagine? Can, can you even imagine something like that? Well, like it, an owner and, and I mean, it'd be pretty awesome now. Yeah. What
1: about the Dale yeah, Roberts? Twitter and, would uh, shut down. What about the Dale Robertson, and Dan Pastorini fight? <laughs> Remember that? I, I, I remember much of the a fight.
4: fight. <laughs> the, what I what I did remember was at the at the exact moment, I guess uh, Bum Phillips was doing an interview with some national media, talking about how great the relationship is with the team and the local media, <laughs> and come flying out the door behind them was, was, was Dan Passerini beating up on Dale.
1: Oh, uh, man. And poor Dale, who went about a buck ten, you know. <laughs> no shot.
4: And, and I and people always ask me, you had problems? I was like, yeah, one time Mac Brown raised his voice at me, you know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even close to being the same. And, 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 and uh, didn't um, – Oh, what's the name? What's that? Jerry Glanville threw a shoe at a reporter.
2: Yeah. Rick Barnes once called me a moron. Yeah, right. If every, everybody conference. does that, though. Come but on. I was also I was also purposely being a moron at the press. you trying to be- <laughs> I was trying to get him charged <laughs> yeah. up and it worked. I, yeah. I, I, I once had a joke. I said, AJ, you're an absolute moron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, an absolute moron. <laughs> and I
2: said, I, I may, yeah, I may have been there then. I, 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 I mean, didn't it's know. It's quite you possible. But yeah, I, I, I was an absolute moron then.
4: Uh, I, I, but imagine if he had thrown his shoe at you. How I, much worse it would be, especially today with video. We, we'd be, that would be a meme. so great. Would, yeah. I think the
1: closest thing I've come to is a jockey threatened to kick my butt, and I just looked at him and went, seriously? Look, look,
4: look little fella. Yeah. Seriously, Midge?
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, man, we're over. We got to let you go, brother, but good stuff. we yeah, uh, We Fine, will, We'll talk to you again soon. Jerome Solomon. And now we're going to talk to Lawyer Dave. Yeah. So if I had punched the jockey... Uh, Would I've had to call you.
3: You bet you would have, Fred. It would have been another incident where I had to bail your butt out.
1: (laughs) Well, but that's what you do, though, man. And, A.J.,
3: in my opinion, A.J., you're not a complete utter moron, not even a complete moron, okay?
2: Well, at the time, I was probably, I'd say I was probably 25, 24, 25. I was a complete moron when I was 25.
1: I thought it was absolute moron. Absolute Absolute, moron, that's right. Let's let's keep it accurate. Uh Sorry, I got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so Dave, somebody's in an accident, somebody has a bad hospital experience, really, somebody has anything where they might have a legal issue, what do they do?
3: They should absolutely call me, Lawyer Dave, at 713 626 8900,
1: and I'll help them out. Yeah, and guys, uh, here's the best part doesn't charge for his consultation. So if it's not something he does, but you have a case, he'll put you with the right person. I had somebody who uh, hit me up the other day and said, I don't know if he does. I go we'll call him. He'll tell you. And uh, you, th- you don't pay a dime out of your pocket, not until you win. And so if you need to go to a doctor, you
3: guys take care of that, right? You bet we do, Fred. What happens is if somebody doesn't have money to get to a doctor, we'll find them the specialist in the area of medical care that they need. We'll send them to that doctor without any money up front out of their pocket. And if they don't have a car because their vehicle's been crashed, We'll arrange for transportation, too, for sure. Yeah,
1: and you're, you're based here in Houston, but you practice all over the state, including with our friends over in the Golden Triangle. Let them know
3: how they can get in
1: touch with you, my friend.
3: East, west, north, and south, friends. You can call me at 713-626-8900. Or you can hit me on my email address, which is LawyerDave.com. Or you can tweet me at, at law. Or my friend Fred is glad to help me out, and I appreciate it. You can find me through him.
1: All right. If they need a lawyer, what do they
3: do? They had better dial Dave. Bow down to the, bow down to
0: the king. This, this is The Blitz, the Blitz on ESPN, ESPN. 97.5.